from Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. WIA Board Elections 2018-2020, WIA Annual Radio and Electronics Convention, WIA's immediate past president retires. These stories and more in this edition of News from the Wireless Institute of Australia for week commencing April 22. I'm Graham VK4BB. If you're listening to this broadcast in Tasmania on the 3.57, the 80 metre channel, you won't understand a word we say today. In fact, you won't hear the news at all. Why? The frequency has moved. This is due to the change in the band plan, and this move will keep it clear of the digital segment and other broadcasts. The frequency has altered to 3.67 plus or minus QRM to put it into the SSB segment. WIA Board Elections A note from the WIA Secretary says three positions on the WIA Board will be vacated at this year's AGM, May 19. The vacancies were created by the retirement of David, VK4MZ, Brian VK2GCE and Phil VK2ASD. The retiring members were eligible to renominate, and a little later, immediate past president of the WIA will join us. Now, John Marshall, the returning officer of the Wireless Institute of Australia, declared that only two nominations were received. Aidan Mountford, VK4APM, and Brian Clark, VK2GCE. So these two nominees have been elected unopposed to the board of the WIA for a period of two years from the date of the next AGM, the 20th of May 2018. One position on the board remains unfilled. Down on the Gold Coast, the Commonwealth Games have drawn to a close just in time for the WIA annual radio and electronics convention, including the WIA AGM, which is to be held on the 18th to the 20th of May 2018. For those who have not already booked for the event, we encourage you to review the program on wia.org.au. A number of operators have indicated that seafood is not their cup of tea and in light of this, the venue has agreed to expand the menu for Saturday dinner to include, from their great Aussie barbecue menu, beef medallions, peri-peri chicken accompanied by a range of salads and other barbecue delicacies. During Saturday the 19th, Dr Kevin Johnston, VK4UH from Redcliffe Radio Club, will be introducing us to Meteor Scatter Operation, and Roger Crofts, VK4YB, will be providing some insight into 620 and 2200 metre de-Xing. Dr Kevin is a medical practitioner, not a PhD scientist, and has been continuously licensed since 1972 as a 14-year-old schoolboy in the UK. He's coordinated the Meteor Scatter column in AR Magazine for over five years and has authored a number of articles on this subject. Join Roger, VK4YB, as he demystifies DXing on the low-frequency band. Participants will embark on a journey of discovery as they learn how to get started and the gear required, the facts and fantasies of antennas and propagation. Roger was licensed in 1965, also in the UK as G3UPK, before becoming a professional engineer and is currently Managing Director of Monitor Sensors and President of the Caboolture Radio Club. Some 50 years and a few days ago, on the 12th of April 1968, a regional arm of the International Amateur Radio Union, IARU Region 3, was established in Sydney. The IARU itself came into existence on the 14th of April 1925 at the Faculty of Science, Paris University, 
where a Congress made up of representatives from a number of worldwide amateur radio organisations met to form a united voice for wireless experimenters. This was a truly far-sighted move by those involved. The need for such an organisation was just as great then as it is now. Then, wireless communications was on the cusp of rapid change, largely brought about by the opening up of the shortwave bands and the introduction of broadcasting. Today, we have to contend with even more intense demand, particularly on our spectrum allocations, the very necessary parklands amongst the industrial world in which we need to survive. In April 1968, representatives from Japan, the Philippines, New Zealand and Australia met in Sydney and established a Region 3 organisation. Other countries, Ceylon, India, South Korea, Thailand and Hong Kong, indicated their support for the meeting but were unable to attend. At that meeting it was decided to proceed with a Region 3 association and establish an interim directorate of five representing the countries present. They were appointed to legally act for the association until the plenary, all-inclusive meeting, which was scheduled for Tokyo 1971. Region 3 today. Like most amateur radio involvements, large amounts of hard work is carried out by volunteers. Indeed, our hobby would not exist if it was not for dedicated volunteers throughout the amateur ranks who give so freely of their time and expertise for the benefit of all. Regional activities are no exception and can be even more stressful due to the distances involved, language differences, let alone the often diametrical opposed points of view of some countries' authorities. From the humble beginnings of the inaugural meeting in 1968, IARU Region 3 now has 39 member countries, and to help celebrate the formation 50 years ago, the WIA has secured a special call sign, VI50IARU3, which will be valid for four months until August 31. Felix, VK4FUQ, will have more on this call further down the log. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In the Burdekin, Charters Towers, Townsville and Hinterbrook regions, it can be heard on the VK4RAT Townsville VHF repeater 146.7 MHz at 9am local time every Sunday morning. On behalf of the Townsville Amateur Radio Club retransmit team, I'm Gavin, VK4ZZ. Hello, this is Phil Waite. VK2ASD, Outgoing Director of the WIA. If you've been following the nominations for the WIA board positions this year, you will know that after about 14 years as a Director, many as Vice President and four as President, I will not be standing for re-election. All things must come to an end, and some would say this end has been quite a long time coming, and personally I'm looking forward to following some other interests and doing a bit more sailing. Looking back over the years, I think there have been some great achievements of the past few boards. The uninterrupted business of the Institute following the unexpected passing of its founding president, Michael Owen, was a very difficult period. We also showed strong commitment to the national and international advocacy work of the WIA and continued strong support of the IARU. We worked with ACMA in the lead-up to the new Radio Communications Act, and we held an effective campaign against the threat of access BPL systems that were looking like a real threat at the time to amateur radio on HF frequencies. The ANZAC commemorations over the last few years have been a real highlight, but to my mind the single most important achievement has been the lowering of entry barriers to the participation of amateur radio in Australia through the introduction of the Foundation Licence and the assurance that amateur radio still has a strong part to play in today's highly technologically driven society. 
It's especially encouraging to see amateur radio finding a place in STEM education and in the toolkits of the new breed of electronics experimenters, often called makers. To my mind, these are the big achievements of the last decade. Naturally, we also had some disappointments, especially the failure to achieve a one kilowatt limit for advanced licensees, though I'm pleased to see that issue is back on the table as part of the WIA's suggested changes to the amateur LCDs. Now, let me share some thoughts on the WIA itself. The WIA is an extremely complex organisation run by a bunch of dedicated volunteers, each bringing their own abilities, experiences, interests and passions. However, financially, the WIA is only about the size of your local fish and chip shop. The variety and complexity of functions performed by the WIA is manifestly out of proportion to its size and financial resources. And the regulations and expectations placed upon the WIA are now much greater than they were only a few years ago, not to mention the negative aspects of new social media. Many large and well-resourced companies are much simpler to run than the WIA. In short, the WIA is expected to do impossibly complex things with impossibly limited finances, mostly by unpaid volunteers who sometimes get harshly criticised and who could probably be doing something much more enjoyable in their spare time, like playing radio. This is why I still find it difficult to fathom the motives of those who were so strongly opposed to the WIA towards the end of my presidency, and apparently continue to oppose it. Looking back, it's very hard to see what was achieved other than a great deal of disruption and expense to members. Over the past year, as you would expect, the new directors have put their own stamp on the WIA and have taken steps to improve the organisation's financial viability. Some of these steps have been very difficult, such as cutting back the frequency of AR magazine, but they are necessary for the WIA to remain financially viable and the effective voice for Australian radio amateurs. The current board is also working to modernise the administration and governance of the Institute and improving ways it works with its volunteers. The WIA's directors and volunteers are putting in the hard yards and they deserve your full support. If you are serious about supporting your hobby, you simply must be a member of the WIA. So, that's it from me. I've very much enjoyed my time on the WIA board, and I've had the privilege to work with some very talented and dedicated associates and friends. I'd like to sincerely thank everyone I've met and worked with at the WIA. Thank you for all your efforts, and for putting up with my shortcomings and idiosyncrasies. I'd also like to wish the new board every success in what will continue to be a very difficult but vitally important job. This is Phil Waite, VK2ASD, this time speaking for himself, 73s. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Bruce, VK3FFF, in sunny Bendigo, Victoria, Australia. International news with thanks to IARU, SARL, Southgate AR Club, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, Local News Services VK2, 7, and the WW sources of the WIA, including VK2 FKND. The first ARRL VEC amateur radio examination session in Cambodia was held on April 5th. 
The session resulted in two new technician licensees, both Cambodian nationals, and one university professor who tested all the way to amateur extra class in a single bound. Currently, no path exists for Cambodians to obtain an amateur radio licence in that Southeast Asia nation, but qualifying for an FCC-issued US licence enables licensees to obtain a Cambodian licence based on their US tickets. DF6NM wins Inventor Award Mark Vester, DF6NM, has been honoured as one of the Inventors of the Year for 2017. As a principal key expert at Siemens, he has worked on MRI systems since the pioneering days. Marcus says, I have to say that such an award shouldn't be regarded as a solitary achievement but rather also as an appreciation of the fine people and bright minds I'm allowed to work with. Like many engineers who are also radio amateurs, work and play have never been completely separate aspects of my life. Inspiration tends to flow both ways between the two, he said. The ESA just discovered a second magnetic field surrounding our planet. A trio of satellites studying our planet's magnetic field have shown details of the steady swell of a magnetic field produced by the ocean's tides. Four years of data collected by the European Space Agency's ESA Swarm mission have contributed to the mapping of this other magnetic field, one that could help us build better models around global warming. The field also leaves its signature in the alignment of particles embedded in the Earth's crust. Steve's demand. Last week in parts of Canada, dogs started barking at the midnight sky. The canines were responding to a bright purple ribbon of light known as Steve. The apparition, which occurred during a G1-class geomagnetic storm, was so long-lasting that at least one onlooker had time to capture rare video of the phenomenon. Visit spaceweather.com to see Steve in motion. ARRL's new Chief Executive Officer, Barry Shelley, N1VXY, moved one floor down at ARRL headquarters earlier this year to assume leadership of the organisation, with an overarching goal of promoting the League's mission to advance the art, science and enjoyment of amateur radio. Barry has spent much of his tenure at ARRL headquarters toiling out of the limelight, so he's a bit of an unknown quantity within the greater amateur radio community. But he brings to his new position nearly three decades of experience as ARRL's chief financial officer. Shelley intends to leverage that background in his role as CEO, enabling him to hit the ground running. A Nevada ham radio operator who was as famous locally for his five-acre loop antenna as he was for being the host of the most listened-to nighttime radio program in the country has died. Art Bell, W6OBB, 4F1AB, passed away Friday. Nye County Sheriff Sharon Welry announced Bell's death in a video released on social media. Sheriff Sharon did not give a cause of death. 
Known worldwide, Bell was the host of Coast to Coast AM, an up-all-night program that featured paranormal activity, UFO encounters and conspiracies of every type. His program was carried on more than 500 broadcast stations. With more than 15 million nightly listeners, Bell's show was the highest listened to nighttime program and the fourth highest listened to program overall on the radio. Bruce, VK3 Triple F for WIA National News. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK6, it can be heard on the linked repeater network originating from VK6 RAP at 9am Sunday morning. I'm Chris, Victor Kilo 6, Fox Charlie Bravo Golf. Ham Radio Operational News, it's a contact sport. I'm Felix VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WA website. April 21, Worldwide International Marconi Day. April 25, VKZL AMCW Franzac Day. April 2829, VK AMRO Weekend. Forewarned, forearmed. Hi everyone, I'm Nicholas. Victor King 7, Baker, Easy, Easy. That's Victor King 7, Baker, Easy, Easy. And I'd just like to let you know that the weekend of April the 28th and the 29th, that's the weekend immediately after Anzac Day, we'll see our military radio enthusiasts hosting the inaugural Australian Military Radio Operators Weekend. Our group seeks to collect and restore all forms of ex-military radio equipment in order to see them resurrected and operated across the amateur bands with a new lease of life. We will be firing up an exotic range of ex-military radio equipment across the bands covering World War II through the Vietnam era and beyond. Our power outputs will range from QRP to 400 watts PEP and you won't be able to miss us. Some of us will be using the old phonetic alphabet and we'll be calling CQ Military Radio Weekend. CQ Military Radio Weekend. Our operations will range from home base to mobile, including field locations across most states of Australia. So whether you're a CW operator, a single sideband advocate, or you prefer ancient modulation, that's amplitude modulation, the Australian Military Radio Operators Group look forward to working you over this auspicious radio weekend. And if by chance you also have an ex-military radio equipment, please feel free to fire it up and join us on air to call CQ Military Radio Weekend. And if you're operating CW, simply call CQMRW. CQMRW. Come and join us and help celebrate and commemorate all radio operators who have served this great country of ours now and in the past. And I look forward to meeting with you on air. This is Nick, Victor King 7, Baker Easy Easy for the Australian Military Radio Operators Weekend. Thanks Nick. Now to May. May 12 and 13 worldwide at the Mills on the Air event. June 17. IAA Region 3 2018 QIP Day Region 3 August 11 12 VK Remembrance Day Contest August 18 19 Worldwide Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend October 6 Worldwide Oceania DX Contest 
Now with WIA national news, the DX Edge some special calls we should all be trying to snag. VI4 Games Robert Roomhead tells us that the Com Games call sign that we have mentioned over the past few weeks has already logged in excess of 500 QSOs. Yes, whilst the Commonwealth Games have drawn to a close, making contact with the special event station VI4 Games is still possible right up until the 31st of May, when the licence issued by the ACMA expires. Don't miss out on your opportunity to work the special event station and to receive the very attractive commemorative QSL card. VI50IAAU3 IAAU Region 3 has 39 member countries and to help celebrate the formation 50 years ago, the WIA has been able to secure a special call sign VI50IAAU3 which will be on air for four months, April the 1st until the 31st of August. 4X0BG Active special event call sign 4X0BG between 10 hours UTC 20th of April and 22 hours UTC on the 21st during Israel's 70th anniversary celebration from Ben-Gurion's hut. Holy Land Square E27BS WFF 4XFF 058 in the desert. Also from the Holy Land, prefix hunters will be entered in the special event stations on air to celebrate 70 years of the State of Israel. Some seven stations with the prefix 4X70 and one station 4Z70. The actual calls to listen out for are 4X70A, 4X70E, 4X70I, 4X70L, 4X70R, 4X70S, 4X70J and 4Z70IARC. These calls are on the air from the 19th of April to the 27th of June. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Hello, this is Brett, VK7FTAS, with the Worldwide Special Interest Group News. In May 2018, the First Class CW Operators Club, FOC, will be celebrating its 80th anniversary. Between May 1 to 31st, FOC members from around the world will be active on the bands with CW, with special call signs, many of them containing the number 80 or an FOC suffix. Now to defence. April 28th to 29 is the Australian Military Radio Operators Weekend, as we just heard from Nick, VK7BEE. Well, this weekend is not confined to just military equipment operations. All other radio amateurs are welcome to work the military equipment stations and provide those operators with an opportunity to explain the weekend the aspects of the hobby that they are interested in and explain more as to what was needed to get the old rigs back on the air and also a chance for some who want to be or want to know more about the equipment history and the restoration operators may even make contact with people who actually operated such equipment in the services now females in radio alara australian ladies ar association 
Uh, the net is held each Monday on fi- 3.570 megahertz. That's 3.57 megs, commencing at 10.30 UTC. And I also know our editor, Graham, VK4BB, was more than a little bit chuffed last week when he received a certificate from Alara for 22 years continuous membership in Alara. This went back to when he was sponsored by VK4AOE, Margaret in Dolby. Get on you, Graham. Now, the Anne Renton Memorial Net, one of the friendliest radio nets in the land, happens this Tuesday evening, April 24, from half past seven on the Townsville UHF repeater and accessible via the VK4TUB All-Star Link 46740 Echo Link VK4TUB L837230. The Anne Renton Memorial Net is open to young and old YL or OM. And it's a golden opportunity for anyone who needs practice on air to go into the net as a second operator. Now, foundations to honour former ARRL Connecticut section manager Betsy Doyne, K1E1C. Former section manager and retired professor Betsy Doan, I should say, uh, K1E1C, received the Houstonotic Community College Foundation Lifetime Achievement Award on April 19 during the college's 50th anniversary community celebration. She's been on the cutting edge of major industry advancements and teaching techniques for the visually impaired, has worked toward development computer literacy courses, and has participated as a panellist at national and international conferences. Doan served as Connecticut's section manager from 1991 until 2016, her 25 uninterrupted years of service establishing her as the Dean of Section Managers when she decided not to seek another term. Uh, Doan and her twin sister, Barb Lombard, K1EIR, were licensed in 1958. YLs around the world. On Friday, April 13, at zero hours UTC, a group of some 17 YLs from all over the globe gathered on the Alara Echolink server for the weekly YL Opnet. Topics of conversation included a new online group for women interested in amateur radio, beginning a club, and how to get started in Raspberry Pi. Melanie, AG4YL, informs us of a new social media group just for YLs. She writes, We started this group for women, by women, to have a space to ask questions, offer advice, and maybe learn something new about amateur radio. We administer the group in such a way as to foster growth and enjoyment amongst its members. Ask questions, share knowledge, comment on that new antenna you just put up, or the digital mode you've been dying to try. Need to know how to set up FT8? Or what length to cut a dipole? The more YLs we get to join, the more answers we'll get to questions like that. We've even enabled the chat, so you can communicate in real time. As usual, links to these stories are in the text version of the broadcast. I'm Kimberly Olsen, VK2KMI, for the WIA National News. Now, the WW Special Interest Group Radio Scouting, Kennedy Region Scouts Nighthawk Activity at Oak Valley. The chance to make a real difference and show the youth of today how useful amateur radio can be. Teams tracking and a chance to set up portable at a spot you'd not normally go to. If in the Kennedy region arrive at Nighthawk headquarters around 3pm on Saturday, 
Then you go to your checkpoint for a night of easy operating in the field, tracking the progress of Nighthawk teams with some in-flight entertainment as you observe youth members trying to impress the scout leader judges with finesse in their activity. Saturday 31 June and Sunday the 1st of July 2018. Kennedy Region Scout Nighthawk Activity, Oak Valley. For more information, contact Townsville Amateur Radio Club. This is Brett, VK7FTAS, with the WIA National News. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're tuned to the WIA News Service. In VK7, it can be heard on HF and at least three repeated networks, including VK7RAA and linked repeaters across the north and VK7RTC and RCH in the south. Also streamed over www.vk7taz.net at 0900 hours local on Sundays and 2000 hours local on Tuesdays. I'm Peter, VK7 Papa Delta. The social scene. This weekend, April 22, in VK4, 5 and 6 activities. VK4 sees Snow's radioactive observation trial. VK5, the South Coast Amateur Radio Club's annual buy, swap and sell day, Tendal 3. And in VK6, Hills Amateur Radio Group's Hargfest swap meet, Tendal 2. May 4-7 in VK4, the Clareview Gathering. May 12 in VK3, Moorabbin and District Radio Club's Hamfest. And May 18-20, the WIA Radio and Electronics Convention and the AGM on the Gold Coast. June 9 and 10 in VK2 and VK5 we see the Oxley Region Amateur Radio Club's Field Weekend and the 2018 Southeast Radio Group's Convention and the Australian Fox Hunting Championship at Mount Gambier. July 7 and 8 in VK3, Gipps Tech 2018, the 21st Annual Gippsland Technical Conference. August 4 in VK3, Gippsland Gate Radio and Electronics Club Hamfest. And November 11, VK5, Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society Hamfest. And November 17 in VK7, the VK7 Hamfest Miana Community Centre. Till next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Let's try all together and walk softly. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.